Sometimes a little revolution is a good thing are the words of our next guest after his frustrating experience with navigating the healthcare system. Now, he embarks on a mission to disrupt the industry's status quo to create a long-lasting and positive impact. Michael Wood, Chief Strategy Officer of Inside and Health, joins us to discuss how his team has built an industry-leading platform to provide a complete, personalized member engagement experience for each step of their healthcare journey. Additionally, Michael outlines how his company's technology leverages quality health plan measurements and member experience along the way. Join us for this bold conversation to learn how Michael and his team are humanizing the healthcare experience by creating an effective and needed shift in the industry towards a healthier population for health plans. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Michael, welcome to our podcast. It's so great to meet up with you today. Thanks for having me, Mike. I'm excited to be here. Well, because of your deep insight into the Medicare Advantage marketplace that provides your team with a highly informed and knowledgeable view from the health plan's perspective, I'm really looking forward to this important conversation today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. You will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Michael, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the team at Inside in Health have built the industry's only single platform, which provides a complete personalized member engagement for each step of the healthcare journey. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? It would be be bold. Sometimes a little revolution is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with causing some trouble, especially if it's good trouble, right? I love it. Be bold. (laughs) Absolutely. Have you leaned on that through your career? Because a lot of times it's easy to stay that middle lane. Don't rock the boat, right? Don't cause too much trouble. But has that been something that you've leaned on through your career? Absolutely. Yeah. I think I've always been somebody from being young that's kind of irritated by the status quo. And and I suppose I have an active imagination helps with that as well. But I often think that if you're in the position, you might as well go for it. You might as well try and try and do as much as you can at the time. Because let's face it, when you look back on that, you want to be able to say, hey, I did what I could there. And sometimes kind of upsetting the status quo is exactly what is needed and not much more than that. Just the ability to be able to ask those questions and sometimes just tease out the why in something is enough to get it moving. Well, and I've noticed too, and I knew we were going to get along. I knew right when we started uh, booking this episode, (laughs) I'm going to become fast friends with Mr. Wood here. But all joking aside, I'm right there with you. Through my journey and innovating and working within the innovation world of healthcare, I noticed that as well. In order to make something happen, you have to be bold. You cannot subscribe to the status quo. It doesn't work. You're not going to be able to change an industry and especially in an industry that's the largest in our country and touches every single one of us. If you want to make something happen, you better bring your A game and you better be bold while doing it. That's right. 
Absolutely. Well, I love it. And I know today's conversation is going to be bold. We're going to have a lot to cover after we get back from Thinking Our Community Champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side-by-side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Michael Wood, Chief Strategy Officer at Inside in Health. Michael, we're going to be bold today on this conversation. We have a lot to discuss. You guys are doing some exciting work, very important, very needed, and very bold work at Inside in Health. And you guys just didn't start yesterday. You've been at it for some time now, not only with the company, but you as well. You've been an industry leader. We have a lot to discuss, kind of where you've been with your journey, where the company's been, of course, where you guys are heading as an organization, where you see things going, how we can help you out. And then we'll get you back out here so you can continue to be bold with your colleagues as you continue to move this industry forward. But first, Michael, let's take that back. Let's rewind the clock a bit. Give us a little bit of that journey. How did this come to be? And then we'll talk current state. Well, there's a personal story weaved into the professional one, which I think explains kind of, it all comes back to explain why I'm where I am. But basically, I emigrated to the US in my 30s. I'd lived in the UK, obviously, all my life. And I'd been used to the National Health Service over in the UK. And obviously, that's a single payer system. When I emigrated here, one of the things that I found really complicated and kind of troubling was just the healthcare, interfacing with healthcare itself, just trying to get an appointment to a doctor and answer the plethora of questions that are thrown at you as a patient. And that was when I was sick. So I'm acutely sick and I'm wanting to see a doctor and yeah, I've got to go through this whole, what I saw as just being an ineffective process, especially as I was asked the same question multiple, multiple times over and over again. So that was kind of a personal frustration for me. And I had the opportunity to, I think, join healthcare as an industry at kind of a very interesting time. The ACA had just come into being, healthcare was changing from fee-for-service to value-based care. And I was so lucky in that I landed in the stars world, in the quality stars world, which really was kind of like a, I saw it as a great kind of entrepreneurial kind of uh, greenhouse for people in the industry and outsiders who really wanted to look under the hood and be able to change the industry of healthcare. That kind of experience of working within an organization, I was able to take experience that I'd learned in the UK. I'd, I'd been involved in UK public transformation for over 17 years. And that impacted everyday citizens every day through their normal life, how they interface with the government services. Even though I didn't have the in-depth healthcare experience, I had a lot of experience in 
how people interface with a large, complex, difficult organization or set of organizations and how they basically are measured and how you get the best value out of those services at the end of the day. Once I got involved in kind of healthcare and then this switch to stars and quality, I was able to take a lot of the things that I'd worked in the UK and reapply them here. And something as simple for me being on the kind of, I was worked on the member kind of side of things, the experienced engagement side. And for me, that kind of transparency, I would even say about what is it as a member that I'm going to need? What are the things I want? And for me, it was always that I need somebody to tell me what's next. I need somebody to help me out here and just help me navigate this thing. It's so complex. And even when I would call, I wouldn't necessarily be given either the right information or any more useful information than I have. A quick interruption there, though, Michael. Sure. And this is why I love talking to leaders like you that, of course, get this. You're one of the educated ones. You've worked in this space. You've given your career to it. You know it inside and out. Imagine if you didn't have that health literacy. Exactly. So if I can't navigate it, how the hell is somebody who is senior, who's maybe got some challenges, how are they going to navigate this system? If it's double Dutch to me, then it's going to be the same to them. So yeah, that was challenging. But at the same time, I saw that as a great opportunity because I'd seen how applying simple things and applying, for instance, great lesson I learned very many years ago in my career was collect the information once, reuse it again and again and again. And that's been a mantra of mine as well. And even when I worked at a payer, that was my mantra all the time. Look, we don't want to be asking for the same information over and over again. Let's just ask for it once, but let's repurpose that. Let's make sure it's correct. We actually designed something back in my Highmark days, which was the forerunner actually to Insight. And that's where I met our founder, Enum Noor. Enum was actually a vendor of mine at Highmark. And together we built this, we called it the Gap Board. And it was basically a table that showed patients open gaps in care whether or not they were open, closed, how they satisfied them. And we used that, and this is 10 years ago, we used that to actually change the conversations that customer service representatives were having from more of a, tell me your problem, let me help you, into, hey, there's a screening that's really important that will help you and it's free. And I can help you set that up now and it's important for your health. And just that change in mindset and that change in kind of proactive from a reactive position, we had some fantastic results from that, from what I remember. It's 10 years ago, but we did. We hit our member experience scores out of the park that year. And we also launched an incentive program, which was really popular. It transferred into actual outcomes. So from that, we were able to launch that and quantify it in terms of its impact to our overall star scores. And those two things alone were instrumental in us getting a four and a half star that year. Basically, we took that concept, that early concept of the gap board, and I met Enum about a year after we'd actually both gone separate ways into different areas of different companies. And we met and he said, hey, I've got this platform and I want you to take a look at it and tell me what you think. And I think that lunch lasted a good few hours. And it ended up being a discussion that went kind of way beyond, I think, what both of us thought it was going to be, which was just going to be a catch-up over lunch. Obviously, five years later, here I am. And the lunch, he's like, all right, looks sounds like we're going to have to get this band back together. 
let's play yes, some more music together. I love it. And that's what's so exciting, right? Having those kind of conversations where you can feel it, you know it, that there's things that are big happening in between each other and you can't put it down, right? You guys could have been there all night long, right? I, I know exactly Absolutely. that feeling. It's phenomenal. There's nothing like it. So you have this lunch, you're having this conversation, stars are aligning. Did Enum have a whole company built at this time? This is where the birth of Inside In Health started from that lunch into now almost five That's years. That's right, ago. yeah. Wow. I mean, I was employee number two. And basically at that lunch, we still referenced that meeting today because we both said at that meeting that it wasn't a lack of data in the industry that was the problem. It was a lack of useful data and using that data effectively. We both passionate about making the patient experience, member experience better. And we could see the very complex messages. I was looking at it like this. If you've got the right picture, you can tell a very complex story. You just need the right picture. And I think that's one thing that our technology has always been based on that kind of visualization and highly visualized view rather than it being like a, what I would call a traditional medical kind of driven system. So yeah, I think that embryonic start for us is something we still talk about today. Well, I love it. We're going to talk about that just a little bit more. Then we're going to dive sure. into the technology. You mentioned it just a few moments ago, but of course I have to ask because I love asking early team members, folks that have been there right on the ground floor, getting a startup going. One, did you know that you were going to be launching and being an entrepreneur ever? Did you even have that on the roadmap? And two, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? I mean, it is a wild ride. It has tremendous highs, tremendous lows. It is quite the roller coaster. How has it been for you? I mean, it didn't sound like it was on the roadmap. What do you think of it all? No, it was not on the roadmap at all. In fact, I was shocked myself when I even found myself kind of considering it, to be honest. And it's been a really very, very interesting, and both good and bad. And as you said, I think some of the thing I love about it is you wake up and every day is different. And the thing that is the most challenging is that you wake up and every day is different. Um, <laughs> but I think some of the key lessons I've learned, I think that I would definitely give this advice to other people starting out. It goes back to what I said at the beginning, be bold. Don't be afraid of your idea. It's probably a good idea. And I think the other thing is, yes, we've had setbacks at Insight and we've had key people leave the company and we've thought, how are we ever going to replace them? We've also, we're going through a period of growth and expansion and that's always difficult. It's always kind of, as you mentioned earlier, like that messy middle period. That's where we are now. We're kind of, I describe us sometimes as a bit of a teenager. We're kind of in that phase of, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, there's all that potential there and so much upside. And you're spot on. And I'm glad you shared it because people from the outside that are thinking, oh, I'm going to be, I want to launch a startup or I'm going to be a founder. Or I want to be early on in a company and all of that. Love it. I think that's great. You need to have that passion in order to jump into the game. But you also have to remember it is messy. It's chaotic. There's no straight line to success. I mean, our CEO and founder here at Olive, we're creating the internet of healthcare for our country. He even said on a podcast a little while back, he said it was the 28th take the 28th pivot that made Olive into who she is today, four plus billion dollar startup now rapidly growing, but it was the 28th time and he'd be the first one to say it, right? You have to understand challenges along the way. There's pivots, there's redirecting the course of where you're going, but man, is it amazing to be able to have that opportunity to take some bold action to move an industry forward. So thank you for sharing that perspective with our community. 
But let's now talk about the company. Michael, I know you've done it many times. We're going to ask you to do it one more time here. Would love the elevator pitch. What is Inside In Health? What we do is we work with health insurers and we work to connect the data ecosystems together. If you imagine a member journey through healthcare is not connected in any way or very, very rarely is it connected. And the data as well is is often siloed. So what we do is we ingest all that data and then we use that data to simplify that member journey, but also to provide that member with what we call a next best action, which is, hey, I'm at the beginning of my health journey. What should I do first? Well, maybe that's as simple as you fill in the simple questionnaire. Maybe it's as simple as finding a doctor. And it starts there. And then it goes from there into a point where helping educate people to take more control of their healthcare themselves by taking more preventative care. And also at the end of the day, I mean, I can see a a world, a future, certainly where you're already seeing the great advancements in AI and machine learning for things like radiology. I can see where that next best action concept is also taken forward into a more clinical setting so that basically, again, you've got kind of led and assisted healthcare, uh, which brings a lot of transparency then to people. That's what we've been doing. We've got about an 18% market share at the moment across Medicare. And so we predominantly work in the Medicare market. That's historical partly because that's where we were when we started in that market, but also strongly believe that if you can make Medicare, Medicaid flagships for efficiency, that to me, it's a great story because they're both great programs and the kind of ability to be the best in the world. That's phenomenal. Thank you for that elevator pitch. You nailed it, by the way. Absolutely nailed it. Thank you. (laughs) Two quick questions on that. One, the first one, you mentioned what the technology does in regards to ingesting this very siloed data. Trust me at all, if we know exactly what you're talking about, we're going to be, like I said, we're going to be long-term friends, (laughs) not just this podcast. (laughs) We have a lot to talk about. But in regards to the front-end experience, right? Mm -hmm. So if Mike's the member, what does it look like for me? Is it a white-labeled experience? Is it Maybe explain a little bit on that front end for the member, for him or herself. Sure. If you remember, I think there's a couple of options there. One is that normally, in fact, take up of healthcare apps from payers in particular is very low and nobody wants another app on their phone. So our approach is basically, we want to work with the app that you have on your phone. We look at it very much as we're powering a lot of the information that's then displayed. Now, do we have our own experiences? Yep, we do. and plans can use those as well. But a lot of the time they want to use different components, I think, and best in class parts to build out their app experiences. I think that to me, if I was on the other side of the fence, putting my member hat on, I'd want one place to go. And for that probably to be through my payer, but then I'd want the information displayed in the most simple way and have good UI and things like that. And that's where I think that the payers can do a better job there of instead of trying to be one size fits all, componentize things, put a wrapper around it. So it's all the same experience, but basically componentize, use the best parts that they can to deliver that best in class experience. And then the second question I had for you, following up on your elevator pitch, you mentioned 18% of the market, that the market share, that's phenomenal. Now, in regards to what are you guys doing to positively impact the industry? Because if you're helping 18% of the market 
find that best next step, I immediately think, well, there might be an uptick in medication adherence. There might be an uptick in going to your next appointment. So then you're not having missed appointments in a provider's calendar, things like that, right? That's where my mind immediately goes. But from your perspective, what is inside in health driving that you've seen those positive outcomes on the throughput of this all? Yeah, great question. I think the first one is actually the efficiencies that we see just in the industry itself, because it's really huge. Actually using your data to make your operations more effective and also being able to minimize things like training, all these things have impact in a positive way. So I think that's the first thing I would say is that drives efficiencies across the health plan so they can reinvest in good technologies to help their members. I think on the kind of more, shall we say, coal faith things that we've impacted, definitely things like getting appointments quickly. Well, one of the things that we've seen there in terms of the results is we can make things more accurate. We've proved that. So for instance, things like official CMS reporting, we can use our machine learning to basically make those reports more efficient. I think the main thing is you've now got the situation where, especially post-pandemic, we're really not sure what we're emerging into or out of. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think in that, what we're going to see is a lot of the drivers around social issues becoming a big driver in healthcare. One of the things that I think has been a great value for us so far is that not only are we looking at like traditional, you know, okay, I need to close a breast cancer screening gap or I've got a colorectal cancer screening that's needed. It's actually looking beyond that and looking into the communities that health plans serve and saying to those communities, okay, we know that there are challenges here. Let's work together to, yes, the end goal might be to get a patient to see a doctor. But before that, there's a whole host of things that can happen. And so one of the things I think that's very interesting is, and it it ties into this administration changing legislation in terms of the CAPS measures and member experience now being four-weighted measures, big part of the quality bonus scores. I think that view of a member from the point of view of what is that person's position? Where are they? Do they have food insecurity? Do they live in an area that is high crime, low employment? And I think making those connections, and that's something we've certainly, the last 18 months, I think, since the pandemic started, that's been something we've been working heavily on, is how do we actually tease out those more non-health related, but they figure into somebody's health, but they're not necessarily health outcomes as such. How do we understand them? How do we have a conversation with somebody where we think there might be a problem? How do we quantify that problem? How do we go back and actually say, we know this is an issue. What can we do about it? No, it's fascinating, right? Just random examples. But if you're mentioning a member's data, I believe that financial health is health, right? So what does it look like to think about somebody having the financial well-being, which then could lead to better behavioral mental health and all of that. And then you start extrapolating that out towards a community effort. And then what does that look like for that community-based work, right? So yeah, there's a lot of exciting things within that world, Michael, that I am very passionate as well. But you mentioned it, we still don't know where we are going to be quite heading because the world has changed 
quite a bit over the past year and a half. And obviously, there has been a huge disaster on a global scale with the pandemic. But from my perspective as well, there have been quite a few already phoenixes rising from these ashes. Yeah, We have to move to a new direction and a new reality for healthcare. We can no longer keep doing it. And you talked about it at the very front end, right? We cannot do the status quo anymore. The status quo cannot continue to win the day. And so with that, Michael, where do you see not only where the industry is heading, and it could even be over the next kind of nine to 12 to 18 months, because think about five years out, that just seems like an eternity away. Yeah. Uh, but if, you know, even over just like the next you know, year and a half, two years. And then of course, where you and the team see things heading for insight and health as well. Great question. So I think for the industry, I think we're on that path at the moment. There's a few things that are happening, I think, at a high level, more of a macro level. One is consolidation. I think you're starting to see big consolidation in the market, both as I think now stars is bedded in, as I would say, and you're beginning to get to that point now where really you are weeding out the poor performers and you are rewarding great performance. Now, I think that consolidation is taking place. So basically, the market is shrinking in terms of maybe choice as we go forward. And that's one thing. I think the other thing is that there is going to need to be a discussion coming out of the pandemic of how we elevate things like behavioral health, mental health, and bring them more into the mainstream. I see more resources being put into those areas. Certain, I think, as well as consolidation, I think the things that we've started to see over the past couple of years in particular in the retailization kind of message and consumerism I think you'll start to see some of those things now materialize and come out of the shadows as proper kind of end-to-end solutions. Nobody's been that bold yet, so it'll be interesting to see when that actually, when that fox comes out the hen house, as it were. (laughs) But yeah, I think those things definitely, I think the driving experience and scoring on experience, I think is a very important change. And one that I think if plans don't get on that boat quickly, they're going to fall behind very quickly. I think any plan who's not already actively looking at how they can really change their experience or solidify it or make it better is going to be at risk with their quality bonus reimbursements for sure. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Things are changing. Times are changing. You got to get with it or be left behind. These are going to be the new realities. This is going to be the demands of the marketplace. And I cannot wait for it the day when the member or the consumer is at the center of it all. Every other industry, now's the time in healthcare. So thank you for that. Before we head out, uh, we also want to be able to help you out. We have an amazing community rallied around this podcast. Some of the brightest and most passionate minds that are working in this industry to make it better every single day. What is one problem, need, or question that you and your team have that we can be helping you with? I think for me, it's what do the listeners see as being the main challenges, the main kind of sticking points to actually delivering that kind of amazing experience that we all want as a consumer? And how can we get over them in a simple way? I think the answers are there. I'm a strong believer in that, that actually sometimes the simple answers are just right in front of your face. How do we help each other navigate those and get over them? Because healthcare, as I know, as you know, Mike, it is fragmented. And I think the more that we can understand what the landscape is and then work together to get over some of those, I think that for me is the future. So I'd definitely be interested in anybody who sees the landscape in a similar way and wants to have a go poking mines in that field. 
I know for a fact that we have people tuned in that would absolutely love to have that conversation with you. Trust me. But in order to be able to do that, Michael, they need to be able to get a hold of you. How does our community get a hold of your website, social media handles or otherwise? You can email me. That's usually the easiest way. Mwood, insightandhealth.com. I'm also on Twitter, Michael J. Wood. On LinkedIn, search for Michael Wood, Insight and Health, and I should pop up. Easy enough. And we'll have all those contact points in the episode notes. So simply scroll down to your favorite podcast player to click on through to get a hold of Michael and his team. Also can be found over at our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for this episode where you can also leave comments, feedback, suggestions, or otherwise for Michael and his team again over at passionatepioneers.com. All right, Michael, we're going to start uh, rounding it out here so you can continue to get back again to your team, continue to be bold. We need you out there. We need you shaking it up. There's nothing wrong with that. I'll flip a couple apple carts over. Nothing wrong with that. We need more of that. Trust me. (laughs) I'll be right there next to you, my friend. I love it. But with that, we got one more for you. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because... I believe strongly that if we help people and we put people on the right path, they'll follow that path. Love it. I love it. Well, you guys are blazing one heck of a needed path. You guys are doing wonderful work, Michael. Of course, keep our community updated. Continue to let us know all the good work happening inside your team's camp. It's uh, great to spend time with you today. Tell the rest of the team hello for me as well. But for now, Michael, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Mike. I really enjoyed that. That was great. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.